0: everybody. I just wanted to say a few words before the podcast started. We recorded this before we uh, knew about Ron Miller's passing, and we do mention uh, him and his kind of mixed legacy. We talk a little bit about it in the podcast, but I just wanted to uh, send my um, thoughts and prayers with his family uh, in his passing, and I am grateful for the, uh, the, the risks that he took and uh you know that uh he's particularly live action uh films and so i just didn't want that to come off as cold and uh rude so anyway i just wanted to do that so enjoy the podcast hi everybody we're so excited today for another episode of talking disney this is our second episode of this year that we're doing uh, each month um stanford and I get together and we talk about a classic Disney film in the Disney canon and uh, it's really fun and we go all over the place as far as it's just a random uh, number that picks what we're going to talk about as opposed to going in chronological order and this month we had the film Fox and the Hound selected for us to talk about and I'm Rachel and Stanford is here
1: hi rachel how's it going good how are you i'm doing great thank you yeah happy to be here excited to talk about this movie with you
0: (laughs) yes so this came out the year of my birth 1981
1: 1981. (laughs) yes good year
0: yes and this is a very it's it's one of those movies maybe kind of like oliver and company which we've talked about in a previous podcast uh that's more interesting i think to talk about from a behind the scenes standpoint uh for disney than necessarily to talk about the actual movie Uh, (laughs) i will dive into both it was a very tough time for disney and this movie really uh opened a lot of wounds for (laughs) within the animation department would you agree
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, do you remember seeing it as as a child? I do. What's I
1: remember funny? seeing it as a child, and you know, I didn't like as a as a child, and I didn't, and I, and I still, I still don't like. <laughs> it yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think comparison with Oliver and Company is is, is apt. Yeah. yeah, I
0: I remember thinking it was very sad as a kid, and I didn't really like yeah. sad movies as a kid. Uh and so I don't it's not one that we watched a lot. Uh I will say outright it is a masterpiece in comparison to the Fox and the Hound 2 which you should never watch. Yeah,
1: I I, re- I refuse to watch it. You know, I <laughs> after those Aladdin cheap goals, I I I won't watch them. I you know, and I just they I know they, they exist, are, but I won't watch them.
0: The Aladdin ones are pretty solid compared
1: yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> is the, yeah, this uh, fox yeah, it, just sounds horrible. It's
0: oh. so bad. It's uh, it's a midquel, uh, yeah. And supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, Todd and Copper uh run off to the to a carnival and meet a uh, Reba McIntyre and a, a bunch of uh. A singers,
1: band. Yeah, aren't they going to like go go join like kind of join the circus or whatever? Yeah, or go it's join, like this uh,
0: band, this bluesgrass whatever band. It's,
1: it's like, are you kidding me? What? Like, who came up with that idea? I, I have no idea. But
0: yeah, so let's talk about some right out front, some of the uh, tumultuous history, even just with the director of this movie so it started out uh the idea of wolfgang reitherman right I mean, it was based on a novel mm-hmm. and uh he he started out as a director but uh along with art stevens but uh, he struggled with to get along with art stevens yeah and, and Ron Miller, who was the CEO, president of Walt Disney Animation, uh, he, uh, he was very involved in this as well. And there was a lot of uh, discussion <laughs> between, yes. uh, between Ron Miller and Wolfgang Ritherman. Of course, Wolfgang Ritherman is one of the nine old men. He well, Exactly. Is... And
1: an incredible track record yeah. and, and, uh, and, and a real pro. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean he his his work went all the way back to Silly Symphonies. Yeah. Uh he was an incredible animator and he you know d- was a director in films like in like Winnie the Pooh, The Many Adventures the Jungle of Jungle Book, The Pooh, Jungle and, Book. And, yeah. Terst the Cats, uh, Robin Hood. Uh so he was pretty pretty amazing. And uh he he wanted the story i think to go uh in different ways and i don't know there was just an, it's an interesting because originally i guess there were going to be two it was going to be the fox
1: and the hounds the hounds yeah and then mm-hmm. they opted to go just with one hound and to focus which i guess is a bit of a deviation from the book and focus yes. on the uh the friendship between Todd and copper, right? Uh but um Yeah, that's what then, I read. If I'm right.
0: Honest. And then do you know when Richard Rich was brought in on this?
1: No. That was what I wanted yeah. to ask you about <laughs> that too. <laughs> at what point was Richard Rich brought in? I mean, was he there from the beginning or was he, you know, was he there as just kind of when when Wooly Ryderman finally just kind of had to succumb to the to the younger, you know, people at the studio?
0: yeah because he's a really interesting character because he had to he started like in the mill room at disney and he just worked up and worked up and worked up and and i just i always just laugh because his parents had to be the least creative people in the world (laughs) their son richard rich But, (laughs) but uh but he would go on to direct the swan princess and uh which was kind of a particularly a utah
1: favorite i feel like yeah i think mm-hmm. that i think he had a lot of popularity in utah well then I mean, isn't he the guy behind the whole i mean speaking of utah the uh the living scriptures i believe so yeah i think his company was the you know was the one who
0: yeah and they did produce
1: that animation or supervised it or
0: yeah and they did the uh um alpha and omega um, oh. movie <laughs> which I, <laughs> I have never uh and he was actually a co-director i i guess on uh mickey's christmas carol at
1: least it's oh yeah a i i saw yeah uh, yeah on his so yeah like on his imdb page
0: and i think that's the last thing he ever did oh well, no black cauldron
1: he worked on the black cauldron didn't he he
0: was a co-director yeah so that was yeah. the end for him for disney yeah uh, for richard rich but uh yeah so he got involved in this and then art stevens and ted berman uh became another co-director
1: yeah and so it's uh, just those three art ted and richard that have the credit right right of, of the, like, the director credit Willie riley doesn't have a director credit no, on this did not get a director on, credit uh, on this ted don't. berman
0: uh also was a co-director of the black culture and uh, okay so it
1: was an interesting time <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the- well and you know interesting time in that too that uh you know the nine old men were retiring i believe this was the last film that frank and ollie worked yes.
0: on. yeah so yeah it's interesting because you had these two kind of things going on you had frank thomas ollie johnston cliff nordberg all doing sections of this movie uh and then you but then you had new animators including uh you had john laster john musker ron clements glenn Keane, tim burton brad bird henry Selleck, chris buck and mark dindal and i i mean can you think of a could you have a list of a more uh influential group of animators yeah than that i mean amazing
1: it's amazing uh, <laughs> it's almost i mean it kind of i sometimes i think about oh, this film was almost like like it's a training film yeah you know like they yeah. these guys were learning from from the the pros at, who were who were retiring and mm-hmm. it was a, a real kind of an end in an end of an era it's too bad that it's not a better film right you know I, I think that I was kind of that kind of as an adult as I learned more about it it always kind of made me sad you know because they said I never really liked the movie to begin with but that's beside the point um, that uh, here these you know these incredible animators weren't able to go out in a blaze of glory yeah know? right <laughs> more and, like a whimper.
0: yeah and you can feel I think the reason why it doesn't work is you have that difference of that battle and I, I sometimes that battle produces interesting art and sometimes it just is a mess and you can tell it was a mess <laughs> and yeah and it and kind it, of is this movie uh it's just it's just totally kind of all over the place it mm-hmm. it doesn't it has some sweet moments uh we'll talk about but yeah uh like for instance here uh you uh you have the debate over we'll talk about it the uh the debate over what to do with
1: chief. chief. Is he gonna die? That's, that's immediately what I was thinking is the yeah. thing of Chief. Which really Yeah, I mean wow, that would really have changed yeah. the child. Yeah, we'll, I know we'll talk like, about
0: it. But here like just to show the kind of back and forth and the the fight over this movie that you had, you have uh Ron Clements, uh That he protested, the chief has to die. The picture doesn't work if he just breaks his leg. Copper doesn't have motivation to hate the fox. Likewise, young members of the story team pleaded with Stevens to have Chief killed. Stevens countered, "That geez, we never killed a main character in a Disney film, and we're not starting now." So anyway, there's that. You can just that had him and stuff.
1: Well, then another one, other thing too. While we're just talking about animators, but Don Bluth worked on on the film
0: right early on uncredited
1: and then yeah uncredited and then he and a bunch of animators left it it was a big exodus and they were they left you know unhappily right i mean they were i I don't know you know some of the specifics on one on their on you know on why why they left i mean was it it was probably any any number of things well, but, it's interesting.
0: Uh, so, Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, John Pomeroy, yeah, and 13 yes. animators all left. Uh, and uh, they it must like, have been,
1: They quit, right? They quit Disney.
0: They quit. And it must have been pretty early on in the process because uh, they were still able to get Secret of Them done by
1: 1982. Yeah. Only I year it later. It must have been like late 70s that so they left and then yeah, it started working on Secret of Nim. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: which I love, Secret of Nim. It's one of my favorites.
1: Well, so, I mean, talk about yeah. I mean, they. I mean, maybe that's why they left. They could tell this. Maybe this. They didn't like the story, or this movie wasn't going anywhere, or who knows what was going on. As st- you know, with the management of the studio. Yeah, you have some idea, but maybe they just. Yeah. So they had had it.
0: it says here animator don bluth animated several scenes including widow tweed milking her cow
1: yeah
0: uh, that's right and uh, and so there were a few things in this it says bluth and the new animators felt that reitherman was too stern and out of touch and on uh and they so they left bluth along with gary goldman john pomeray uh, entered ron miller's office and turned in their resignation following their resignations 13 animators followed suit uh, in their resignations, though Bluth and his team had, an- had animated substantial scenes. They asked not to receive screen credits. So that, so they were forced, they had 17% of the animators were gone at, at that point. So, uh, the, uh, says Miller ordered all of the resigning animators off the studio lot by noon of that same day and would later push the release of fox and the hound from christmas 1980 to summer 1981 81. which is super rare for disney to push back a release date i mean almost never do they do that i i mean good dinosaur they did there's a couple but they rarely do that
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs>
0: thanks for said uh yeah poor <laughs> i mean i don't say poor ron miller because i don't think he was a very good president but but man what a mess what <laughs> and,
1: a mess yeah he, i mean uh, it just sounds like and you know the, clearly the animation was in was uh, the department was an uphe- in a p and there was an upheaval going on and it shows in the movie i think yes yeah.
0: yeah yeah i think so and i mean i appreciate ron miller in the sense that he was willing to push the company in ways particularly in the live action in ways that uh they haven't ever really done since uh you know i kind of like the fact that there was an era where we had watcher in the woods and and some of those sort of more different kind of projects yeah. from disney yeah uh, but uh but yeah he as far as the animation i mean this period was just a mess and they had all the talent but he just wasn't a strong kind of voice of this is this is direction we're going i mean you, you you we all have mixed feelings about jeffrey katzenberg but no one can argue that he didn't have strong
1: voices right right what i mean the
0: animation was going to be
1: what and, and what I, amazing I, films they cranked out you right. know
0: yeah and i think the only um uh, i think you got a comparison sort to of ron miller to to michael eisner they're both uh, they they both had some interesting ideas were willing to take risks but were just not not i don't think very strong leaders <laughs> as far as animation goes. uh-huh uh they were probably better as far as the parks uh, but even then whew. uh anyway so it's an yeah. interesting period of disney uh and i'm just grateful that they survived
1: <laughs> me too i'm glad that they survived i mean cuz yeah cuz the black cauldron Holy smokes.
0: Yeah. You will, know. Who knows when we'll, we'll
1: get die. there. You know, that <laughs> whatever, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And barely I mean, uh Jody Benson said, so this is nineteen eighty nine when Little Mermaid was released, but she said it when I went to her panel at Comic Con that they were like boxing stuff up. This was the Hail Mary. This was the last hurrah. This you know, the the Little Mermaid. And yeah. and so I mean that's pretty crazy if you think about that. It is
1: crazy. Yeah. I mean, cause so. what's, you know, what's Disney without its animation division?
0: I, can you even imagine? You just can't. <laughs> that, that, yeah.
1: So close, close, so close. And I think, again, this film was a nail in the coffin for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 But. It's interesting. All right. So that's sort of some of the background and I think particularly, uh, you know, people, a lot of people really praise, we'll talk about the the bear fight, but you can really see, it's that's also even though it is really cool looking it's part of the problem because it does not fit in with the movie at all mm-hmm. i don't think it it feels like it's in a whole nother movie but yeah anyway so you you didn't you don't care for the film What i guess what overall sort of thoughts do you have about the film itself
1: so i think for me that the film is just like you like you said it's just it's it's everything is sad for the most part there's a couple little happy moments but it's all to me is it's all sad. And mm-hmm. again, not that, not that everything, you know, has to be happy, whatever, but I guess maybe more to the point, I feel like it's joyless. Uh-huh. Like there's just, there is so little joy in it. And again, they, I know they were going yeah. for something a little different too. And so I got I got, and I can see that through, you know, hopefully modeling more objective eyes as an adult, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, uh, I I just feel like the film is is joyless. Now, watching it as an adult, I feel like there's probably a, more of a poignancy that I would not have gotten as a kid.
0: Uh
1: huh. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll look forward to you know exploring yeah. that as I we mean, as we keep talking about <laughs> it. But but uh but and it's, it's just it's not like that I don't like the tone. I think it's overly dramatic and just, not, it's just not, a song. Yeah, not
0: great i guess i mean for me i feel like it's harmless it, it doesn't really like it's not one that 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 really gets under my skin like as uh, something like the rescuers for me does personally um but this it's just this movie is so corny it is the sappiest most cheesy movie in the history of disney and you know i watch hallmark movies so i like i like my cheesiness i guess but i don't know this one is a lot cheesy uh, um and we'll talk about one scene in particular that i guess a lot of people really love that is just super corny to me um uh, but it has a nice message i don't think it's a i don't think it's an awful movie um i just it's very forgettable to me uh and it's just not one of my not one of my favorites. Yeah. And
1: I only I, watch this because I have to. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. I so, watched it in
1: 2010 when I did my Disney canon view, you know, and then I haven't seen it since then, you know, since. Yes. So, I, till this, till I, this I, rewatch.
0: watch It's not one that I'm eagerly, uh, eagerly rewatching. Uh yeah. So, yeah, it starts out with uh, our little uh little fox and one thing that's always bothered me about this movie is i personally think that the fox should be named copper
1: uh, i know copper. it's so confusing it's I have okay. to, yeah it's always i'm with you it always confusing me like what and then also and then why does todd only have one d i mean i know it's short for toddler but like oh. why does he you know he, he only has one d oh, is, i
0: didn't even realize that you're right yeah, yeah one d yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like copper is kind of a, a a a a deep amber kind of color, and that's the color of the fox. yep agreed. So it should be. It's very, <laughs> it's very confusing mm-hmm. for me. But anyway, right. so yes, it starts out. We have he's this fox is orphaned by the hunters.
1: Yeah, there's almost like kind of a Bambi-esque scene within the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. You know where mama, the mama Todd's mom is running from the hunters and trying to save her child yeah and uh yeah she doesn't make it
0: and so the widow tweed adopts the adopts the fox and i would be way more scared of a fox than this well
1: meeting. i wanted to ask you if you know anybody who has domesticated a fox i mean i, 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 I i'm sure there probably are some people you know but what in the world you know <laughs> <so> you're domest- <laughs> You know, and then she's like milking the cow, and then the fox is out, and the chickens are freaked out. I was like, "Well, of course the chickens are freaked out. It's a fox, right?" <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I I don't know if I mean I am not an animal person, so I'm the last yeah, person to be, I, like. Exactly, yeah, I'm, fox, not, the, I'm but, not the person to ask. But it. I would definitely be scared of a fox, and I would not be as nice as the Widow Tweed. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah I and mean, the willow tree was really cute, and again, it's kinda of tender. I mean, I know she's lonely, and the fox you know can take the baby bottle or whatever and, and and she's she saved him basically, you know, yes, with the help with the help of those annoying birds, uh which we'll get to but uh <laughs> were but, you uh,
0: ever uh were you ever wanting your childhood to bring home? animals
1: or anything like that no we had a dog when i was when i was a kid but Uh i i i like animals but i don't just love them yeah so yeah yeah
0: it was Jeanette noland is the voice of the widow yes
1: the voice of widow tweed yes she does a nice job Uh uh-huh
0: sure yeah and uh all the voice work is fine yeah the voice work is the voice work is fine um and then you have Amos Slade, who is a crazy person.
1: He yes, he lives. He lives across across the way from from uh, the Widow Tweed. <laughs> like yeah, he's like, a nut. He's
0: dog. nuts. He's like shooting people from it, from his car and like
1: hot tempered uh, and
0: holy cow. Yeah,
1: he,
0: but he is nuts.
1: Yeah, he's nuts. But he's got this, so He's got the dog named Chief, who's a hunting dog.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chief. And uh, and then, uh, yes, he gets this new puppy that he names Todd.
1: That's uh, a, a little hound dog. Yeah. And he is so cute. He's so cute. I know. I've had, that's, that's probably the thing I like the most. I just thought, I mean, puppies are so adorable anyway. And who, who I mean, I think most all animation, whatever, regardless of the studio, Make cute puppies but yeah. Disney really makes cute puppies right. yeah 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 <laughs> and I this agree. is no exception <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what I yeah. like the most probably about is the, the little puppy top little puppy copper is so cute <laughs>
0: yeah they yeah they are both they, they are very really, very really cute and you have this pretty early on you have this sort of montage of you see Hopper and Todd playing together, they yeah. And friends. See, yes, and you see Big Mama saying, "Wow, look at this!"
1: There, Big friends. Mama the owl, voiced by Pearl Bailey, who's kind of yeah. in a way, almost like the narrator, kind of. I mean, not really. She's not no, She's not really narrating, but she kind of. Yeah. She's at, she's at every pivotal scene.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's she's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's you know, does it's. All kind of sappy but it's fine and uh, there's this whole scene uh, where you know promise will always be best you're, uh, Todd says copper you're my best friend and we'll always be best friends forever so <laughs> it's
1: oh, just roll your eyes <laughs> 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 I know, my
0: heart is made of stone, <laughs> of stone i think because it's in a montage and it has the music behind it and it's yeah. so early on and they're so little just all that stuff all combined together yeah just man it's it is ooh, it is very sappy yeah it, it, it almost feels like i don't know like an episode of full house or something like that oh just absolutely
1: like. yeah a really wow. good point yeah well and i think too this that that Pearl, so pearl pearl bailey who's in uh-huh. the voice of, 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 of uh, big mama the bird or the owl uh she's singing that when you're the best of friends song right and i think that's probably yes. the only song that anybody would probably write re- remember from this movie because <laughs> there's a few other songs that are you know are completely forgettable yes. i just watched it a few hours ago and i forgot them, you know? <laughs>
0: there's one that i really irritates me but yeah that's probably the best uh song in the uh, yeah she has all of this all the songs
1: she sings all the songs it's interesting uh that um i don't know if you noticed this in the credits but cory feldman is the voice of young copper did yeah. you see that yeah and, yeah which i i don't know if this is necessarily his first film but yeah but like well, uh, kurt Russell. Yeah, Kerr Russell is the voice of a adult
0: iconic voice of adult child actors. Um,
1: Copper. I mean, and Mickey, Mickey Rooney is the voice of adult Todd. Yeah. I didn't recognize the child voice of yeah of, uh, of, of baby or of little Todd.
0: It's pretty crazy because can you imagine if we had to wait four years in between a Disney animated film? I know. I know. That's what happened here, but twice. <laughs> they had The Rescuers was in 1977. And this was in 1981. And then they had to wait four years again until yeah. Black, Black Children, children 1985.
1: 1985. And then, I you mean, know, Eisner and Katzenberg stepped up the production and, and, and were wanting something to yeah. come out once a year. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I just, I can't, I mean, no wonder we loved The Little <laughs> so much. I mean, yeah. not only really is it a great movie, but I mean, I had only seen a handful of Disney animated films in my whole life.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was amazing. Uh, amazing. It's amazing, you know two a year some years it's amazing. it's just crazy but anyway so yeah it's it's pretty cheesy but it's cute enough i, I guess it's i'm cute, fine yeah. i guess but no, um <laughs> I, I
1: hear you because you kind of it's like oh yeah can we be friends forever and he's like because <laughs> you know i mean you know what's good what's gonna happen and it's like oh dear this is about, yeah can you talk a little bit about the comic relief which I don't think works at all
0: Oh I don't mind it as much as you but yeah I wish we got more of it. it It's kind of you get a little bit of a beginning and then theres goes a long period where we uh, the uh, you have the uh,
1: these two birds it's a woodpecker and a, um, a finch
0: yeah it's boomer and dinky
1: and dinky and they're trying to catch squeaks the caterpillar because they want to eat him yeah and i mean they're cute they're, they're the character designs are cute or whatever but it's like i just felt like it's one of those almost like a chip and dale cartoon or something that like never ends you know that they just you keep <laughs> acting after this caterpillar yeah and, i
0: mean it doesn't fit with the whole rest of the movie it, yeah i kind of like that style of humor i think it's kind oh, of i do fun. too
1: i mean it's kind of fun that's particularly it reminded me of you know what would be successful in a short yeah. You know I agree.
0: I mean I wish there had been more of it. And I wish that the uh I don't know. It just it I I, I guess I, I didn't I didn't dislike it, but yeah, I do agree that it it does feel kind of it doesn't really work even though I didn't dislike it. You,
1: yeah, the, you know that makes sense and I and I respect that. I, Thanks for letting me rant about <laughs> it. <You> know, <laughs> I, and I don't mean to be overly critical and sound even no. even more curmudgeonly than I already <laughs> am about. About this movie, but <laughs> oh, no. but then again, you know, I'm looking at about this later. But you know, at the end of the film, when Squeaks changes, uh, I also wonder if that's kind of symbolic too. You know, yeah. of of what's going on. But,
0: yeah, I guess there's a little bit there, but it's just I could have used more comedy. Uh, to to sort of well that's true sort of i could have used more slapstick sort of more comedy to tone down this just this this
1: heavy heavy syrupy story story
0: um but yeah i mean i guess i also i just love paul winchell so much
1: yeah it's fun i mean he's always fun because it's just you know it's tigger it's tigger and a bird you know is what it is and it's it's fun
0: but yeah uh, so it's an interesting thing but they're 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 hardly in the movie at all and I wish that we got more, more of it, but, um, uh,
1: see, and I thought but, they were in a lot. Oh, really? I just, <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> it's our different D's on it. <laughs> That's really
0: funny. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you have this whole thing with, uh, with Amos getting mad at, uh, at Todd, I still want to call him copper yeah. till the day I die. Yeah. Um, gets mad at Todd, Todd and gets mad at the widow because he's bothering the bothering chief, I guess. I, I, and so. And he's
1: just a fox and foxes need to be shot and skinned and hung up on his wall. Yes. You know, cause he's got that whole wall of skinned uh, critters, you know, foxes and any number of things
0: yeah chief and slade gets really upset and uh he's going to kill todd but the widow tweed stops and uh he says he's gonna kill him if he ever trespasses on his farm again and this is when uh we get Slade going on a uh, hunting trip uh with his dogs and taking copper
1: and he's gonna teach little puppy copper how to be a hunting dog yes
0: and so that's when we get this whole scene with big mama telling todd that that (laughs) that uh that he won't that this will be the last time that they uh that they're able to be friends that copper is his enemy and uh and then you see uh they show todd all of the pelts and the uh the shack for all the hunting kills
1: yeah and
0: it's pretty pretty upsetting for a kid's movie
1: yeah i thought i think so too i think it'd be upsetting and i don't you know i can't remember what my reaction was because again I, you know i didn't like i just remember being upset by the home i mean i, mean, I wasn't i wasn't <laughs> upset i just didn't like the movie you know, it's just such a contrast
0: be between the super squeaky clean earlier stuff to your know, enemies and then death and, and there's yeah. a, like if you think about a movie like babe which has a similar scene where babe sees the you know the slaughterhouse and everything like that and is freaking out um i feel like there's there's they do a much better job in something like babe of balancing tone uh, you have unlikely friendship you have a lot of different things going on in babe which i think is a brilliant movie i absolutely love it yeah, and it uh um they just do a better job of mixing these various tones together in a movie like that so it all feels like okay this is part of the story and we're more invested maybe it helps that it's something like babe that we just have one character yeah we're focusing on so we're not trying to you know i mean you do have multiple characters but there's one character who's the character uh that we're rooting for uh but i don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting thing but it's a very weird scene i feel yeah like.
1: it's a weird scene and uh again i think in a way it's it's a ball scene it's a pivotal scene in that you know big mom is trying to help uh, todd understand his role in society basically, you know, right. in, in their, in their animal society, society, and, and also what copper's role is, right. and, and again, just, just kind of putting the hammer down with a smile that you, you really can't be friends, you know, and, and, uh, and it is, it's, so, in a way, I think it's interesting, because that, it really starts to. Again, I didn't think about this as a child, but I think about it more as an adult, where it really introduces the theme of, of, of prejudice,
0: uh-huh.
1: and that to me seems like almost one of the more interesting parts of of the film, if there if there is one.
0: Yeah, and that you're you know you're sort of taught that it, it's an interesting thing because you're taught that your enemies, and that's certainly a, a good lesson for kids to kind of kind of think about that you know the people that you know we're taught with these prejudices like you say but it's a little bit different with animals because <laughs> animals are just they're not like humans in the same yeah, way and i guess these right. are anthropomorphic but right it gets kind of muddled because it does, Todd, it's
1: really muddled
0: because are we supposed to judge copper as a horrible person a horrible dog?
1: right <laughs> because he's following is what his master is teaching him as well yeah. as his natural instincts
0: right yeah so i don't know it's, it's it gets kind of muddled but i there's a core there that like you could definitely watch this with kids and be like okay what can we learn from this and you, could yeah, you can have about a discussion with your uh i i maintain that any disney movie you can watch it even the bad ones you can watch it and you can have a discussion and it can be like with uh proactive parenting because you hear these things oh they're disney they're teaching yeah like recently you heard this about you know snow white people saying oh it's not right that the prince kisses her without her permission or whatever which is insane in my opinion But, but anyway uh like i think those kind of things you're just assuming that kids just like are a vacuum and you just they just take whatever no you have to use these things as tools Uh, to then have conversations with your kids and make sure they get the right message out of whatever it is they anything that you're viewing but but that's my personal that's my personal little ted talk on (laughs) because i think it's a good
1: one (laughs) I, i agree with you yeah
0: but um but anyway so yeah there's this so they finally get back uh after he's gone for the whole winter
1: and so they've grown up both of them
0: yes they both, uh, grown, both up, grown up and uh they're uh copper's an experienced hunting dog he's almost eclipse chief uh in yeah. uh, in in slade's reliance on him and so todd sneaks over there to visit him and copper tells him that he still uh, you know likes him as a friend but he's a hunting dog now And they can never really speak. They can never. uh, But the problem is, is that it awakes Chief and they, they end up chasing.
1: Crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so. Chief
1: Chief wakes up and then so does Slade, right? With his shotgun.
0: Yes. And so, uh, so Copper finds Todd uh, where he's hiding and he uh, lets him go. And uh, it's kind of it, it it diverts Chief and Slade, but Todd says, uh, you know, uh, or um, it diverts Chief and Slade for a time, but Todd uh, ends up escaping the hiding place, ends up on the railroad track, and Chief ends up there, and Chief gets knocked down and by the train and he ends up breaking his leg and this makes copper and slade very angry at todd do you think they have a right to be angry at todd
1: (laughs) 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 this is where you know can you imagine the kind of arguments they were having in the studio (laughs) because yeah this is the scene you know that rachel mentioned at the beginning of the podcast where there was a big division at the studio where some of the animators wanted, and I guess what happens in the book is that Chief dies. This Chief dies yeah. from the fall. And then that's what really fuels Copper's hatred, anger and hatred towards Todd. But in, in the film, they end up Chief lives. So he just like breaks his leg. Yeah. And they almost use it as like a humor device.
0: Yeah, because Chief know. is all of a sudden a diva. Yeah and getting cared
1: for getting care for gets to sleep inside and gets all this extra you know tlc or whatever but um uh because there's just a bit of, com- of the, uh, that competition they play up between chief and chief and copper but yeah you know i i, I honestly think it would have been better had chief died
0: yeah i agree there's no doubt about it <clears throat> you need those stakes in order to yeah. Cause, like really i mean slate is Always a crazy person in this movie. I mean, he's yeah. driving down the road, shooting people right Like I mean, That's great. He's a
1: horrible shot, too, by the yeah. way. I mean, how many <laughs> shots is he firing at Little Copper? And he can't, I mean, I know that it's not right. the easiest thing to shoot a fox, probably, but still. Yes. <laughs> like stormtroopers. You know? Yeah.
0: And so <laughs> the fact that. I guess I can believe that Slade would vow vengeance because he's a crazy person, but it makes it, does make it a little bit hard to believe that Copper would be so mad Yeah, about this. Yeah. Because God I was, don't feel like him and Chief were even that close. Yeah. Or good friends.
1: Yeah. But if Chief had died, then you could have really seen that that could have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, maybe it would have made it a little more you know, dark but it was already there yes it was already there and
0: so then amos goes over to the widow tweed and he says that fox of yours almost killed chief and i'm going to get him and so she decides she needs to say goodbye to tom oh my gosh
1: rachel (laughs) i can't tell you how much i hate
0: (laughs) this it starts with her in her cabin whatever her house and then her driving and there is this poem and i'm gonna read it (laughs) it.
1: are you ready i'm ready i'm (laughs) sitting down (laughs) all right
0: we met it seems such a short time ago you looked at me needing me so yet from your sadness our happiness grew and i found out i needed you too I remember how we used to play. I recall those rainy days, the fires glow that kept us warm. And now I find we're both alone. Goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end, but in my heart's a memory and there you'll always be. Seem forever. Farewell is like the end, but in my heart's a memory and there you'll always be. Uh, So are we just cold and dead to the world that we don't like this poem?
1: Uh, I, I mean, I felt like yeah, again, I was just being like, it was like, yeah, this harmless person was like, I hate this scene so much. And I mean, it's sad. I mean, it is sad. It didn't make me cry. But it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, she's gonna go dump it. You know, she's she's gonna go take him into the woods, and I know she's doing it to save him. But yes, but still, I mean, the poor thing has, you know, she just takes his collar off, and then he's no longer domesticated. And I was like, good luck. You know, she doesn't like even leave him any food or anything. <laughs> just
0: like, yeah, that's true. She doesn't leave him fly any be food. free.
1: You know, just like,
0: yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess at least she takes him to a reserve where he's supposed to be protected.
1: Well, that's yeah. Better, until Amos shows up with until his, all his, his traps and all. <laughs> yeah,
0: in the same person. Uh, I yeah. I uh, the uh, in my review on my blog that our friend Mark. He yes. did say. He said, "You're probably the only woman I know who disliked the poem." <laughs> <So> <laughs> every other woman says it's a Christine or something like that.
1: Oh, um, it's a horrible poem. evidently
0: I am not
1: <laughs>
0: old. Old woman. Valentine's <laughs> is coming up. Maybe that's right. <laughs> I
1: don't know. No, but it's really a horrible scene. I guess. And again, I don't know. Maybe it's just so. It's just with the music. And yeah.
0: It's just so sappy and over it the top. Is over
1: the top. And again, it's so sad, but it's just not. It just doesn't feel yeah. like it's done authentically. You
0: know, a really good example of a very similar kind of scene is a uh, uh, is in Charlotte's Web. Yeah. When she does that whole the times, times, uh, what's I forget what the name of that song is, but uh, you know, she goes through the seasons and it's a very sappy song, but in a sappy moment, but it's just done so much better, yeah, yeah, uh, in my opinion. And I don't know, maybe it's the difference between it being actually being a song, uh, right, versus uh versus being a poem mother earth and father time that's the name of the song oh
1: that's right when what what is hard to and again not familiar with the source material and you know don't want to second guess the creative team but these scenes are so hard when the you know the mom knows what's going to happen it's almost like taking your pet to the slaughter or whatever yeah. you know because the pet's all happy he's like oh we're in the car you know <laughs> he, Todd's all Todd's loving it he's like oh this is fun. Yeah. we're going for a drive and and then then he figures out oh wait a minute
0: it does feel like a very 1970s even this was 1981 it feels like yeah. a very 1970s moment to me yeah. If you look at something like uh the songs and the rescuers are pretty sappy as well not as not as much as this but they're pretty sappy and uh and then uh you know like i said charlotte's web just like sort of like the carpenters that kind of era of yeah. like uh <laughs> that kind yeah. of sort of uh your captain and teneal and your uh um what's his name um i can't think of the name of the other there's a bunch of really kind of corny singers they right around Sassy, that Sassy.
1: That Sassy type
0: of thing yeah so i mean the osmonds stuff mm. like that
1: yeah and i don't know what necessarily would have made this scene better and i'm trying to think of other scenes in films where this is how ha- where this sort it's of thing long, happens you know poem yeah i don't know but, i don't know but this aren't was...
0: in like iambic pentameter there's not many uh,
1: you know,
0: obviously there's poems uh, in shakespeare but those are this thing it's just it's painful it's
1: just it's just pain
0: <laughs> <I> agree. <laughs> uh it's not my favorite part i don't like
1: it um
0: give me yeah. way more of the uh of the uh, boomer and <laughs> yeah <laughs> over the, this horrible poem. Well, and
1: again but then too it just leads to my whole thing that there's just nothing happy in this movie and again not, not that i don't want anything hard or sad to be in because i mean there has to be right there's because there's no there's no plot but but uh it's again it's just like uh, it's like one more horrible thing that yeah. happens
0: I tell you what I hate a lot more than the poem, though, is I'm, I really dislike Vixie. I do Vixie fan. is
1: not a great... <laughs> she is not a good character.
0: I hate this trope in Disney movies. They haven't done it as much for a while. But there used to be this thing that a male character would see a female character and their eyes would get kind of uh, hypnotized yeah. and bug-eyed and they would, lose, uh, they would lose all... A sense of who they are what was going on and yeah. this movie just dwells in that oh like i don't like it in bambi i don't like it in jungle book i don't yeah like and i really hate I hear, it here yeah. because it's vixie starts out uh literally the first time you see her she has light on her and is i mean it's pretty close might as well have a halo over her head yeah And it's just like, ugh. and you get Todd being a jerk and, you know, calling her a a silly empty-headed female. And then it really irritates me when Big Mama sings the natural attraction song and all of a sudden everything is great and everything's better. And like, no, I I don't like that. I don't like the way that Mixie's just like... You were acting like an idiot, but we uh, we're, we're, I guess she just sung a song.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: And you I, like me, so there we go.
1: Yeah, I don't like Vixie as a character either. You know, she's voiced by Sandy Duncan who's kind of a I mean, she seemed to do a lot of stuff in that era. You know, uh-huh. I know she did a lot of work with Disney and other other folks too, but uh, I'm, with, I'm with you. It doesn't work. The only thing The only thing that I like about Vixie is that I was glad that they brought another fox into the story that could help him survive. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he needed. But, like, very
0: soon uh she's she kind of has to get dumbed down to his level
1: yeah it's i mean like i don't like, like, I, she's I don't smart like how to handle kid. it no i don't like how to handle it at all
0: i said in my review i said vixie is the cooing fawning giggling idiot female character i hate in
1: disney <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: i said why couldn't it have been like in the lion king where they meet in some way as little foxes and then meet up later again later or anything but the instant love Twitter painted scene from Bambi all over again. <laughs> I said, She reminds me of an idiotic, idiotic Michael Bay woman in Fox form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there
1: you go. That's my thoughts about <laughs> uh, Go, off
0: <laughs> So there you go. I'll put a link down if you want to read my.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Really, wouldn't that made it so much better if there had been one scene at the very beginning with with them meeting as puppies, whatever, yeah I don't know what you call little foxes, but yeah. uh, uh you know, and then when meeting up to,
1: again and there would yeah, there could like, have been some kind of a connection Yeah, like oh,
0: you're back, I remember you or whatever that would have been way better
1: yeah than what what happened yeah. again, big mom is there to like facilitate it all, and yeah. thank goodness,
0: yeah. And I say, I say, what makes it worse is that Todd behaves like a pompous moron. Yeah. When they meet, yeah. but one song from Big Mama and she's back on board. Oh well, he's so. <laughs> I said, but one song in, from Big Mama and she's back on board the oh well he's pretty train. Er. <laughs> at least in this movie we have Big Mama and the widow. But seriously, why does every other Disney woman have to be complete a complete twit? Thank you Renaissance for changing that at least a mm-hmm. little. -hmm. So, and that's the danger of reviewing the movies chronologically. That's why I didn't want to do it this time because you get in this period and you can tell I'm like a little bit bitter and a little bit
1: like, why did I do this? (laughs) So, and again, too, I just, yeah, their relationship is really uninteresting.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's just really it's just really lame
1: yeah I don't, I don't it's like it. it's again it's almost like they took a very formulaic yeah. e- easy way with it and it could it could have been a lot it could have been a lot more interesting and i'm almost mm-hmm. thinking i mean you look back it almost would have been more interesting if, if todd had met not had met a fox he was some other like uh, uh, timon and pumbaa you know yeah. so like, right but help, help him live so yeah wow. but
0: everybody's like so mean to him in the in the forest you know the like yeah. the badger yeah the, you
1: know, there was only that nice little porcupine or whatever who let him you know have shelter for the night it was all like sad when he just left yeah. he, he just like rudely left
0: i mean it's lucky big mama got all the way out there to the reserve i don't even know where right. it is but <laughs> she was able to go but uh yeah, I and mean, I guess she doesn't fly south. Do owls fly south. I don't even know.
1: I don't know, but the other, but you know, uh, Boomer and um, uh, Dinky did. They they uh, mm. they left. Right, they, right, yeah, right. They migrated, yeah. and the, and the caterpillar was able to find his way inside to the one of the house plants so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at Widow Tweed's place.
0: And did you know that there was a long tradition of almost every single disney movie for for years of having an owl in oh yeah
1: that's a really good point yeah ever since
0: hercules have i don't think we've had an owl but for a long time i did a whole article on a rotoscopers that uh some of them are very like the one in beauty and the beast is really hard to find and uh there's not one in lion king i mean there's not every movie but a lot of movies there would be a disney owl
1: (laughs) yeah oh that's (laughs) a really good point Yeah. yeah Cool. Obviously
0: Winnie the Pooh is probably oh, sure. the most iconic yeah. one. But anyway, it's kind of interesting and then Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. Yeah and Ichabod Crane. There's a famous owl. So it's a, it's interesting. So Big Mama is up there in the owls. Um and so Amos uh decides to set traps for both Todd and Vixie. And uh he goes into the reserve despite it being not allowed and i think you could get in big trouble can you be arrested if you're hunting yeah in reserve, and,
1: reserve? Just, and again just crazy man
0: he's a crazy man
1: crazy man <laughs> gone and, crazy on the reserve
0: and yeah so he sets all these traps and i think this is a pretty from here you've got pretty good animation throughout this whole kind of yeah scene. and uh, a pretty
1: well paced action scene even even though it's completely out of place as we discussed yeah as you mentioned
0: um and amos gets his uh he gets his foot stuck in the trap at one point and and injured
1: and his gun is away from him right and then this giant bear shows up who's of course wanting to kill them all
0: It is a very well animated scene. It's just pretty scary, especially with how syrupy it has been up until then to all of a sudden. It just feels like it's in a different movie. It doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie. Yeah. To me. And I feel like you, I don't know, you need something just something that's a little bit sillier as a villain kind of bear, you know, that's not, this is
1: very scary. Well, and also the bear is quite realistic in in its yeah. in its character design,
0: whereas and the rest really isn't. The rest,
1: of, the rest of the animals all are pretty, you know, anthropomorphic. As you mentioned, or, or really cartoony.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I agree.
1: And yeah, this bear shows up, and holy smokes, that's it's a really jarring. Yeah, yes. Mo- moment, and 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 pretty tense, yeah, because the the hunters, I mean, or Amos is trapped and. You know, you know he can't get to the gun and yeah Todd comes to try to I think the only thing that worked for me is that Todd so both the bear is pretty much knocked out uh, Copper uh-huh. and Amos and he's going to kill him and so then it's Todd who comes back and tries to, tries to yeah take down the bear yeah. uh, to to save, you know, to save them both. And I wonder if yeah. maybe as again, get out, it probably could have been something not so jarring, but clearly something story-wise needed to happen for Copper to kind of wake up a little bit. and say, Right.
0: So Todd yeah. goes to Copper's defense, which then uh, when Amos is going to shoot Todd, Copper comes to Todd's defense and, uh, so they kind of realize that they really are true friends at heart and, uh, that they will always remember their, their, their friendship, even if they won't really see each other anymore. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And then you get the, you get the sort of voiceover at, at the end, uh, with you hear them saying, Todd, you're my best friend. And, and over from when they were little. and. Uh, then you also see the widow, um, the widow bandaging Amos's wounds.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're still they're still kind of fighting, but it's almost like their feud
0: is over got, too.
1: Got, oh yeah, got healed too, and then Copper, or excuse me, Todd and Vix and Vixie are looking down from afar.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just said the the. Uh, that leads to a chase with a climactic bear scene it's an amazingly animated scene but for a movie that has been kindergarten aged friendly the bear's too scary my niece is all bolted at the bear in brave and i know they would be terrified of the bra of the bear here as well yeah. and i think that's true uh so
1: one thing that i you know that when in that in that near final scene when finally uh copper you know stands in front of in, fr- in front of todd so the owner yeah the owner would have to kill copper in order to kill todd uh i was calling the pocahontas moment even though you know it's not yeah a that's a good it comes, comparison it way after <laughs> but it's it's the pocahontas moment uh-huh. in, in the fox and the hound yeah and i have to tell you rachel is i think it's the only moment that i really liked in the movie yeah and i, I was reminded because I, I think i think it's beautifully composed And it's—I think it's the only thing that they finally, where they get, where they got the tone right, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, And they got—they got the animation right too, because I thought because, um, both Todd and Copper—they weren't being goofy. I mean, not not goofy the character, but you know, they weren't the 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 look that they animated on both of their faces, because I think Todd was very scared and just like, you know, I'm going to die. And yeah. I thought the way they were able to animate Copper, being being defiant almost, and just saying "Don't," you know, because there was, there was no words, that he's not barking yes. or anything too. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that 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 was the only scene that that moved me. Yeah, in, and in this, really in, awesome. and particularly in this rewatch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said in my review, I said another mixed bag for me, and I think recommending the picture entirely depends on the type of moviegoer you are. If you don't mind ooey gooey messages laid on very thick, then you'll eat this up. I went with it for most of the way. It eventually wore me down a little bit, but I hated Vixie just as much about, as about any character in Disney ever. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Mixed yeah. bag for me. I, I, It's, I don't know, it's just a very uneven film. Uh, but uh, we you know, so I know I ended up, I I think I was probably a little too generous in my ranking because I think I had it at 39, which is probably too high (laughs) for this movie, but whatever. Um, and I, I have some thoughts from our, my Twitter followers. Uh, so I have, uh, let's see. Um, Kyle, uh, Kyle Vox says hearts in the right place has some impressive sequences and some weight. The movie was a fight between the young story people, animators and the management that usurped the mantle after Walt's passing and it shows. So yeah, he's exactly right. Uh, our friend Mark that we talked about animation commendation. He says decent and probably as good as people say it is not underrated, not overrated. It's just right. Lawn gnome says, Very important film for the world we live in today. There is a message about the younger generations trying to let the older generations understand that things can change. Screen Talk says, I adore this film. Both of them are adorable. The message is sophisticated and the feels are real. Which very much surprised me because I was the last person I would ever expect to like a a real sappy movie like this is is my friend Larry at Elsie Screen Talk. But there you go. Uh, AJ Howell says... I think it's underrated. I like how Disney made some bold, interesting story choices, even if they did tone down elements like Chief's accident. I also think some of the backgrounds have a nice painterly look, and the ending makes me cry every single time. Alex Klepp says, I put it under the category of underrated. It certainly isn't perfect, but it has some really strong moments, particularly the ending. It's really bittersweet uh then katie Dros thing says i grew up on this movie as it was one of the only disney movies i had i loved the two comedic birds scenes and the bear scenes are some of my favorite scenes still i'm biased from nostalgia but i think it's a pretty good movie so there you go oh you know, some different thoughts.
1: yeah i got the feedback can i mention one other thing rachel that, you yes. know the at the very end when uh this is i think as we were saying the the widow tweet kind of trying to bandage up amos Slade, and it's all slapstick and they're kind of throwing uh-huh. barbs back at each other whatever but you can tell that their feud is is kind of over right um, uh then still the the woodpecker and the finch are trying to get little squeaks the caterpillar and oh, he's right in the tree yeah. and, you still, and then all of a sudden all this rainbow dust flies out of the hall <laughs> and squeaks is transformed into, a, into butterfly. a
0: butterfly.
1: Yes. And, and so, so no longer something desirable for them to eat. And, and they see this, 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 this transformation. I don't know if it's symbolic or not, you know, if it's kind of like a circle of life thing or, or if it's uh you know, showing that, you know, something has changed and 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 things are better or if it's just how they just decided to wrap up <laughs> that storyline yeah you know yeah do you have any thoughts on that or well like, i mean
0: i i thought they were kind of a fun diversion anyway so that was kind of a fun way to end off that story i didn't mind the humor like you did i thought they were cute enough uh so that was kind of funny it kind of reminds me of uh, Heimlich and Bug's Life.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe
0: John Lasseter got inspiration.
1: Yeah, you know, possibly. Yeah.
0: Look, I have wings. I'm flying.
1: <laughs> <is a> butterfly. <laughs>
0: so yeah, mixed bag. I don't know. Like I, uh, I probably, if I was doing like one to ten, um, I probably give it like a i gave it a c plus in my original review which is probably maybe i'd be more like a c now i don't think it's awful i don't want to die but uh but yeah it's definitely one of the weaker ones for sure
1: it's for me it's in my it's in my low low tier i yeah i, I, yeah. I yeah i it's not one that i as i said i've ever enjoyed
0: yeah it makes yeah. sense well that's Sounds pretty good. Well, let's figure out what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about next month. All
1: right, exciting. Pull up my pull up the, the magic number generator. <laughs> magic number generator. All
0: right, sixteen. Have we done what's sixteen? Sleeping Beauty. Oh.
1: Uh, <laughs> Outstanding.
0: Yes, yeah, so that one's gonna be really fun. You know, so- Sleeping
1: Beauty just turned sixty
0: yeah perfect
1: yeah i put a little post about that on my on my blog last week and uh yeah that's um i'm that's exciting
0: yeah because we've done Lady in the tramp that's when i was thinking because that's 15 yeah so perfect all right sleeping beauty next month that'll be really fun i'm excited to talk about that
1: me too yeah,
0: about Fox and the Hound. Let us know if you're listening. What you think of this movie? uh Where we do rank it? uh like, You know, were we too hard on it? Let us know in the comment section. Let us know on Twitter. Am I just completely heartless?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you tear up in the poem. Let me know because evidently I'm the only woman who doesn't. Uh, <laughs>
1: so
0: that would be great. And uh, so Stanford, where can people find you?
1: Well, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and I also have a Movie blog and podcast, which you can find at moviespastandpresent.com.
0: Great. Yes, check that out for sure. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. So make sure to check that out. And uh, we'd love your thoughts. And we will be also reviewing for Obscure Animation this month, reviewing the Hayao Miyazaki film, uh, The Wind Rises. So that's going to be really fun to talk about. So uh, we'll look forward to Sleeping Beauty next month. And again, let us know your thoughts. And uh, we will talk to you all later. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you.